superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. And he is coming for you. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Chris, I thought that was a great Patriot win on Sunday. Why would I be happy? No one in the stadium wanted them to win. I think you're way off, and I think that... The season is over. It's pointless. No, it's not. Get ready for 2024. Today's guests, Lions quarterback Jared Goff, NBC college football analyst Todd Blackledge, Pro Football Hall of Famer Joe Thomas, Seahawks wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba. And now... It's yes. Rich Eisen. Yes, what a yes. show. We are four wide, three oh. hours, multiple platforms. And shoot. Honestly, there's just not uh, there's not enough show, there's not enough platforms for us to, to compete in. And we're excited to be here today on the Roku channel. We're excited to be here on this terrestrial radio affiliate and Sirius XM Odyssey and this podcast version of the show. Overreaction Monday, Chris and I stayed after class. He Ooh. thinks the Bills aren't making the playoffs. He thinks the Lions are for Gazy. Uh, I pushed back on both. There was a great conversation on both. And then that whole half-hour podcast is sitting out there for you where all podcasts can be acquired through the Rich Eisen uh, Podcast Network and Cumulus as well. Um, and as soon as we're done today, Susie Schuster and Amy Trask will be joining um, all of you for What the Football, their latest episode with Warren Sapp. My goodness. Um, so there's lots going on here in terms of content creation and discussions to be had. Todd Blackledge of NBC Sports, he's going to be calling Ohio State and Wisconsin, the Big Ten package there on NBC. He was at, uh, in East Lansing, Michigan, Michigan and Michigan State. Uh, lots to talk about with him, obviously, with uh, as soon as we went off the air, the latest uh, from the worldwide leader in sports. Pete Thamel's been all over this, and he clearly has uh, some contacts in the NCAA uh, and everywhere else. Um, that uh, apparently um, the uh, individual involved with my uh, school program um, has been uh, has been buying tickets all over the uh, Big Ten map and um, and placing people in there allegedly with uh, cell phone cameras to shoot Jeez. the sideline of opponents that uh, Michigan's going to eventually play. And I want to know from Todd Blackledge, he saw Michigan play a game supposedly without any of that uh, being uh, in their quiver. And Arsenal against Michigan State. What does he think about all this? And then, of course, the college football season writ large. Uh, Todd Blackledge will be calling in, uh, was zooming in in hour number two. Same with Pro Football Hall of Famer Joe Thomas. I want to talk to Joe about this uh, brotherly shove stuff. <laughs> you know, that was front and center once again on Sunday night. And every single time the Eagles play football, it's going to be. Um, unless they play the Jets, because <laughs> they didn't run that once against the Jets. <laughs> Um, and uh, we'll discuss that. Jackson Smith and Jigba, speaking of the Ohio State, he had his first uh, breakout game as a rookie wide receiver in Seattle this weekend. He got in the end zone. He looked pretty damn good with DK Metcalf out. He's in hour number three. Jared Goff, uh, kind enough to call into this program as scheduled. Um, 
despite getting the old curb stomp treatment from the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday. He's joining us in just about 17 minutes' time right here on the program. And then there's you at 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Already enjoy seeing phone lines lit just with a few syllables out of our mouths. Good to see you over there, Chris Brockman. How are you, hey, sir? Hey, Rich. What's up, man? DJ Mikey D. Good morning, Rich. How are you? TJ Jefferson. The candle's already lit. You've got candle's your lit. mug going. Good to see you over there, sir. Good to be here. How are you doing, bro? I am doing very well. Um, wow. Week seven in the books. And, man, unfortunately for the Carolina Panthers, they didn't play this weekend. And it appeared to be, you know, for um, teams that have had difficulty winning early on, uh, kind of like uh, finding a, a car keys underneath your Oprah seat. You're going to win. <laughs> You're going to win. Patriots, Bears, Broncos, Giants, all enter week seven with one win. They now have two. All of them. They won this weekend. And now you can add to the mix of win-challenged teams to start the season the once upon a time 0-3 Minnesota Vikings on Monday Night Football Yo. in front of the whole country, go ahead and hand a second consecutive loss to the San Francisco 49ers. Where the hell did that come from? That's no idea. <laughs> and without Justin Jefferson. <laughs> That's, yeah. And without Justin Jefferson. And this defense is beginning to bow up a little bit with Brian Flores being your defensive coordinator there in purple. And the skull chants were getting louder and louder. Man, do they play that Jalahorn like every two seconds? I mean, even even when you get like illegal contact calls in your favor. <laughs> my goodness. It's like Ron, Bur- right, Ron Burgundy. First down. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a there's a lot of Jalahorning last night. I believe the G is silent. Long story short, um, boy, the Vikings took care of business. They were staring a two and five start. Right in the face, because, of course, the 49ers, that was an outlier of a loss in Cleveland, and they weren't going to lose two in a row because they haven't in a year. And guess what happened? The Vikings took care of business. And one of the reasons why, a major reason why, yes, the defense balled out. Yes, Jordan Addison got in there without Justin Jefferson and had his best game as a professional. And, yes, TJ Hawkinson on tight end night. Took care of business as well. But you know who hung in the pocket? You know, kept making throws. You know who also uh, um, was lethal on third downs? You know who made the plays? Kirk Cousins, everybody. <laughs> Under the lights. This is at time. night. This is at night. Primetime, Kirk. Now, he threw an interception uh, early on. Was that his fault? No. And he could have thrown one at the end of the first half. Ugh. But... You know, Jordan Addison, who had the ball ripped away from him to start the game for an interception, had the same thing happen to him at the end of the first half, and he ripped the ball away himself and went 60 full yards for the touchdown and then threw a a Jordan shrug. (laughs) You know, Jordan only scored three after shrugging. He scored six right there. Although I think Jordan had already... 15 on the night. That was his fifth three when he shrugged or sixth three. Yeah, anyway. uh, or he, he shrugged. Hold on a minute. Jordan Addison shrugged like uh, a United Center uh, security guard beating Jordan in uh, pennies. <laughs> you know? At any rate, what a finish to that first half. And then the Vikings got the, got the night of nights from Kirk Cousins. 35 of 45, 378, no sacks. Jeez. Uh, two touchdowns for Jordan Addison. Could have been a third. Cousins did miss him in the end zone on one of them. Wide open, yeah. Could have been a third. And, man, it was the Niners who made more mistakes than the Vikings. 
And Kevin O'Connell, as you know, from the Shanahan McVeigh family tree, as Daniel Jeremiah always says here, if you're from that family tree, you must pay fealty to Kirk Cousins. And he gladly and appropriately did so after the game last night. Kirk Cousins was absolutely fantastic tonight um, in, a, in critical moments, time after time, progressing, uh, seeing the whole field and absolutely um, dialed in in every phase of our game plan. We could go for the next 35, 40 minutes about the way he played, individual plays, um, where he was overcoming some circumstances, moving within the pocket, uh, trusting the protection, and seeing the whole field. And against that team, um, that's big-time quarterback play in my mind. Man, this is maybe why Jay Glazer, who was on this program while I was over in London, told Andrew Siciliano, yeah, they're not trading Kirk Cousins. And as a matter of fact, uh, uh, they, he might not be going anywhere. You play like this. They can beat anybody. This they, Obviously. <laughs> yeah, bud. <laughs> now, where did this come from from Kirk under the lights? Kirk Cousins was asked wow. about what's the difference? What's going on with him? Here was his response. And I got to say it, you know, Creed. I mean... We are. I'm getting my ankles taped pregame because I try to get them taped as late as possible, and I'm sitting there on the table, and suddenly it comes on, and Garrett Bradbury's doing some body work next to me, and he goes, "Forget this. I gotta go with go enjoy this with the boys." So he then gets up and goes in the locker room, and I get my ankles taped, and we go in there. It's just it's really good morale, and then we go to we go to pray in the corner of the locker room with any guys that want to pray, and and we go prayer you know, over here, and so we had to turn the creed off. And Harrison Smith made a great point. He said, "Guys, this is the prayer." I thought that's that's pretty good. So, uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll we'll keep playing. But they keep playing higher, and I'm going. Creed has a, a lot of hits. They got a good catalog. We don't have to only play higher, but they're taking us higher, so we'll take it. There you go, boy. They've, they're not zero three anymore. You've been away a long time. They don't shine shoes no more. This is the prayer. This Rangers, is the- Rangers doing it too. That's called higher. Creed is making a comeback, man. I love it, man. Here's what's happening. You picked the Vikings to win the division, and that thing is not out of the question because the Lions, as we know, um, I'll I'll call it a, a toe stub since, as you know, I, I chose the Lions to win this division, and I still believe in them significantly so, but these two teams do not face each other until weeks 16 and 18. Whoa. There's a lot of football to be played. There is a ton of football to be played, and Minnesota's next at Green Bay just to get back to potentially 500 and put Green Bay further into the abyss. At Atlanta, home for New Orleans. At Denver on a Sunday night, that might be flexed. Then a Monday nighter against Chicago before a bye. I mean, this is what we call winnable games, and Justin Jefferson might return, and Jordan Addison showed what he can do, and TJ Hawkinson is the latest with Laporta and Kittle so on and so forth, out of Iowa to just play tight end like crazy. And if the Vikings defense bows up, hey, I know Daniil Hunter's supposedly on the trade block, but not anymore. No, thank you. What a win. What a W for the Minnesota Vikings. Once upon a time, left for dead on the side of the 2023 road at 0-3. They have now won 3 of 4, and look out if they play like this. A lot of ifs, a lot of buts. But as far as I'm concerned, um, there's a lot more creed Left in the playlist in Minnesota. Good for them. Didn't see that one coming. Not going to lie. Do you think Kirk is thinking, you know, this is all due to my sacrifice? 
me all the hard work that I put in. Nice. And I stand here with arms wide open. Uh-huh. Keep going. And I lead this team, you know, just mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. You know? Keep going. Are you ready? Are you ready to go out there and do Minnesota well, look Vikings? Look at you, man. Look stuff. at you. He He's just around. not going to stop. What if? I use my one last breath to take us higher. I'm done now. I'm just going well to Well done. Stop. PJ Jefferson, he everybody. around jars of clay. Well done. Everyone. Well done. Hey, listen. Kansas City's got Taylor Swift. Minnesota's got Creed. <laughs> I mean, that's an easy trade, in my opinion. There you go. Love it. I Give love me Scott Stapp. Now, let's, then, let's, uh, let's talk about the San Francisco 49ers for a brief bit. 49ers have Ooh. lost two in a row. Weeks six and seven. Last time they lost two in a row were weeks six and seven of last year. Week seven was when Christian McCaffrey had arrived on a Friday and still suited up and played against the Kansas City Chiefs, who beat the 49ers like a drum, and then the Niners didn't lose again until the NFC Championship game. So last time they lost two in a row, it kind of didn't. It was a speed bump. And last night, no Debo, no Trent Williams. The problem is, and this is coming from a guy who after five, six weeks said Brock Purdy should be considered an MVP candidate. And last week, let's not forget, he did get his team in position to win the game in Cleveland, Ohio. And instead of getting his rookie kicker closer then 41 yards, Shanahan decided to just send him out there, and his rookie kicker and Jake Moody, Moody missed. Moody. Moody. Game over. And then Moody missed last night. That's one mistake. Christian McCaffrey took that first takeaway from the Niners defense and fumbled in the red zone for the first pointsless opening drive of the San Francisco season. They had scored points on every single one of their opening Whoa. drives. It was the first time... An opening drive came up with no points. And, you know, the Niners have shown they've got to play, you know, mistake-free football. They're one of those teams that, you know, they can overcome their mistakes, just like their front office. (laughs) You know? (laughs) They could overcome anything. And um, last night bit them in the rear because Brock Purdy had a chance And this time, he threw the interception. Two of them in a row to end that game. And this is one of those things, rightfully so, that will be said about him and the Niners. Folks need to see him when he's not playing from ahead, just wrapping up a game and being smart about it. They need to see him come up with one of those game-winning drives. And last week he did, and his kicker missed. We need to be fair about this stuff. And if we are going to talk about, you know, hey, the Chiefs lost on the road. I mean, lost at home the night that they raised their banner because they didn't have two of their best players. Trent Williams and Debo Samuel, you know. I mean, if you had to take away their two best players, similar to what Kansas City had not named their quarterback, and obviously you could make a case that they have better players than their quarterbacks uh, in in, uh, San Francisco. What, McCaffrey and... Fred Warner would be the two that you wouldn't want to lose if you were them. Close to it would be Trent Williams on that list and obviously Debo. Debo. So I I don't mean to make excuses because the coach didn't after the game. This is what Mike, uh, pardon me, I knew I'd say that Kyle Shanahan had to say after the loss, second consecutive loss. Not much uh, you can do about it. I mean, we 
Um, we flat out got beat. And I think right now you got to take it like a man. And we got a game here. And you know, I think tomorrow um, we wake up, it'll be five days from now. We got a team coming off a of bye week who's been waiting for this for a little bit. And we can't sit here and worry about what's happened before this. We got to make sure that we do everything from now all the way till Sunday when that game's over um, to find a way to um, beat the Bengals. And then we go into our bye week. And um, I just looked at our guys right now as we got about five and, eight, five and a half days left. Got to focus all on that and make sure we go in that bye week six and two, not five and three. Bengals coming off a bye. Oh, baby. They have yet to play the Seahawks, who probably smell a little bit of blood here. That happens for the first time on Thanksgiving night in Seattle, and then two weeks later, home against Seattle with a trip to Philadelphia in between. Something that, as you know, Debo has been circling, and the same thing with the Eagles, too. There's a game against the Ravens later on in December on Christmas. Mm -mm -mm. At Jacksonville is their, their game coming out of the bye. One would say a very untimely time to lose two in a row. Good thing for them. They won five in a row to start the season. I still believe in Purdy. Still the right guy. You're you're just learning with him. He's not coming. I mean, he, he he's not coming out of the box perfect all the time. The issue is, again, is if you're making other mistakes, then you're letting your first year if you will, full-time starter. Those mistakes he might make can come home the roost, and they did last night. And credit the Vikings for making it happen. For making it happen. The thing about what's going on there in terms of the larger issue is they might potentially start losing hailing distance or losing uh, the proximity of the Eagles. They need to be at least one worse than the Eagles when they face them and beat them, and then they'll just have that tie break, and then everything would come through the field of genes unless the Lions keep winning. That's the way you just got to look at it right now. I'm not concerned about the 49ers not being good or Purdy suddenly turning into a pumpkin. That's not the way I'm viewing last night's loss. Just mistakes happen. These things happen. You're not a perfect team. Just two in a row. I am a little nervous for them about the Bengals coming in. I don't think we were even talking about Joe's calf coming out of a bye, right? That team started to turn things. What a game in week eight, man. What a game for week eight. Sports Talk Radio question. Yes, sir. Real quick. Go. Did you learn more about the 49ers or Vikings last Vikings. night? Vikings. How about that? I'll say Vikings. I think the defense is beginning to bow up a little bit. A little bit. Right? I mean, Brian Flores coming in and coordinating, uh, I think, you know, as always, things take time. He's the first time D.C. there. Um, I think it's beginning to stiffen. You're seeing that. And you're seeing the results. You're seeing the fruits of their labor. And if Cousins... Can throw the ball like that and be elusive. How about that throw to Addison towards the end of the game? I mean, they set them they set themselves up for a, a field goal to go up eight. Right. And Joseph missed it and gave Purdy only sixty yards to go, as opposed to say eighty or or seventy five or what have you. And that 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 caused me to think, okay, here comes the trap door on the Vikings. But then they picked off Purdy. But how about 
that throw. I thought he was dead to rights. I thought he was sacked. And Cousins, Cousins got yeah. free and found Addison, who got fouled anyway, but made the catch. Yep. Yeah. And that was in, that's kind of yeah. emblematic of the night right there where Cousins was in trouble. And we all thought that was just because he was playing on a Monday night, right? And then Cousins shows up, overcomes an early mistake, and balls out and was tough to get off the field. He was tough to put down on the ground and tough to get off the field, and there was no Justin Jefferson. So I learned more about the Vikings last night. What do you say? 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. When we come back, Jared Goff. That's how the Scottish pronounced golf without the L. Caddyshack reference for all of you folks going to break right here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Back on the Rich Eisen Show radio network. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, click Granger.com or or just stop by, why don't you? Uh, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. If you're on hold, stay on hold. I got to take the phone call of the quarterback of the Detroit Lions right now. That's not a flex. It's just a fact because he's on hold right now and getting ready to join us. First time in a while. Good to have back here on the Rich Eisen Show, getting set to take on the Vegas Raiders next Monday night, which you'll hear on many of these stations with me being on Westwood One with Kurt and um, the rest of the gang. Our friend Jared Goff back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Jared? I'm doing well, Rich. How are you? I am doing great. I am doing just fine. Um, I, I just love watching your team play, man. Uh, what is it like to quarterback these, this team? right now jared yeah man it's been fun we've had we've had some good success early on obviously this past week didn't go our way in any way but um yeah it was it's been a it's been a good year up to this point um still got a lot of a lot of football ahead of us to make sure we stay on track other than the winning what makes it fun what is it what's fun <laughs> uh you know it's it's part of it's doing with doing it with a lot of the same guys that were on the you know we were on the wrong side of a lot of these games and finding a way to win it now with those same guys and those same coaches and um, you know, a lot of the same people in the organization is, is a lot of fun and, and seeing these guys all, you know, enjoy it and being able to um, have a successful team right now and, and, and feel good about it is, is good. But like I said, a lot of, a lot of work to do still, but um, we feel, we feel good with where we're at. Do you feel like you're the OG of this team, Jaron? Seriously. <laughs> do you feel it sometimes? Uh, you know, I think, I think Taylor Decker can, can hold that one. He's been okay. on the line still career and him and I are the same, same draft class, but uh I may be second to him. Yeah, I guess so. I, I've uh, had some pretty good experience of NFL football in my day, I feel like. Yeah. And, 
uh, you know, some of these some of these rookies come in, I feel pretty old, and they tell me I'm old. So it's uh, it's pretty fun now becoming that old guy. But you've quarterbacked in a Super Bowl. You can walk around this locker room uh, with that on your resume, and and obviously it goes unspoken. But that is an important aspect of what this team is trying to achieve and what you know needs to be done. And I'm wondering if that does sometimes seep into your thoughts as you try to lead, Jared. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I've got a unique perspective. I've had um, pretty good success in my career and, um, you know, trying to get to the top of that mountain. And, uh, yeah, I've got I've got a pretty good idea of how it, how it happens and what it looks like. And I think I can lead in that way. But, um, you know, we got a lot of good leaders on this team. And uh, I'm, just a, I'm just a part of it. But, yeah, I, I feel like I can show, show guys the way sometimes, some of these young guys, and um, be that leader for them. What similarities between what you're seeing right now and what you witnessed and were part of in the ascension of a – of an NFC champion in, in Los Angeles, any, any connective tissue between those experiences, Jared, for you? Yeah. yeah it's so hard. It's such, it's such different teams. Um, I, I wish I had a better answer for you. It's, it is hard to find a similarity. I mean, I, I guess the resiliency and like the, the belief in each other is, is something that, um, you know, both teams had and, uh, we have right now is, is just the belief in each other and the belief that um, one of us is going to make a play down the stretch in a close game. And, um, you know, that's half the battle some of this time is, 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 is believing in each other and, um, you know, be, thinking that things are going to go your way um, is sometimes half the battle. Any similarities between McVay and Dan Campbell? Jared, what do you got for me? Come on now. What do you got? Yeah, you know, not much. Uh, you know, they're both good. They're both great coaches. They both know football really well. Right. Um, but other than that, you know, not much. Good hair? Like, um, I don't know. I, I don't see much of Dan's. Um, Dan I, wears a hat quite a bit, so that's 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 different as well. What's your favorite Dan Campbell exchange that you've had with him, <laughs> Man, where do I start? I, I think, uh, man, there, there's so many. Um, I mean, some of the stuff in team meetings that obviously never makes it to, to the Internet or to the media is, is pretty special. Um, some of the motivation stuff, some of the, some of the fun stuff, some of the funny stuff that he'll show us. Um, what do you got? You know, Come that, on. That, what do you got? What can you share? What's the funny stuff that he's showing you? What do you got? Come uh, on. he'll put together some clips sometimes of just, you know, some stupid things that happen during practice and, mm-hmm. you know, talk it up. Like it's some serious point that he wants to get across. And then he shows you the clip and it's some, you know, one of our staffers falling down and talking <laughs> about, you know, making sure we're wearing the right cleats at practice. And it's, <laughs> You know, one of the coaches slipping and falling on his butt or something. You know, so, so fun stuff like that. Uh, he keeps it light. He keeps it fun. But also at the same time, demands a lot from us, and uh, we respect it. Jared Goff here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. What did happen this past weekend that you can explain? What happened? Yeah, man, we just we got, we got uh, you know, taken care of pretty good. You know, I think Baltimore's a great team. They did a great job with us, and we, we really didn't do a great job in, in any aspect. And um, I think, you know, first off, you look internally, you, you look in the mirror and say, where can you get better? And um, I certainly do that and, and try to make sure I'm doing everything I can this week to, to bounce back and have a good game against the Raiders. But, yeah, it was just uh, a, lot of, a lot of things didn't go our way. And you tip your cap to Baltimore. They did, they did a lot of things well. Do you bury the tape or, or do you learn? No, um, you watch it. What do you got? No. Okay. You watch it. You watch it. You see what you, what you did wrong, where you can get better and um, improve from it. Uh, the, the bury the tape things uh, – you know, it's funny that people always ask that, but it's, it, that's kind of like a older mentality, I guess. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so much good stuff on that film that you can learn from, and um, there always is, and wins and losses, and uh, we treat them all the same. Yeah. So uh, anything in your first blush viewing 
that you would quote, quote, unquote, good stuff for you to. Oh, not to much see? good. No, not much good. A lot to learn from, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, and uh, what was it like on the flight home? Uh, what was that like for you guys? Because it, it is c- clearly an outlier based on not just this year, but the way you finished last year as well. Yeah, it's, we haven't had one like that in quite some time. And um, yeah, again, it's 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 a good uh, opportunity for us to look inward and see where we can get better and uh, improve. And those flight homes are never fun, especially when it's you know in that fashion. And uh, yeah, it's it's a good opportunity for us to improve and bounce back. Jared, I, I, yeah, I wish. Uh, I, I, I guess we're fortunate enough to say that we're sitting here five and two with with a loss like that, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we, we've got a good chance to bounce back this week against the Raiders. Do you watch Monday Night Football with the Vikings and the uh, and the Niners, or were you just you don't watch football when you're not playing it, Jared? Um, yeah, I'll watch the ones that matter to us, the the NFC ones and um, division games. If they're on TV, I'll watch them. Um, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'm busy. Sometimes I'm sleeping. Uh, mm. But yeah, last night I watched last night. Then what'd you make of it? Can I turn you into the paparazzi here? What you what what do you what do you what, what's your analysis of what you saw? Yeah, it was, a, it was a great game. It was a great finish. I thought Kirk played really well. Um, I thought the Niners played really well. It was two really good teams. We'll get Minnesota later in the year. and um, Yeah, we'll have our hands full, but it, it, it's, a, it's fun to watch two good teams go at it like that. A couple more minutes with Jared Goff, Detroit Lions quarterback here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, one of the guys I love watching play um, on your offense is Amon Ra St. Brown. How good is this guy, Jared? Yeah, really, really, really good. Um, I like watching him play too, and uh, he's a lot of fun to play with. He's a lot of fun to be around. He's he's been voted a captain this year, which I think is well well deserved by him. He's a great leader. Uh, he's he's a really really good teammate to have, and a guy that I'm lucky to play with every every day and every game. And um, he, he brings our offense to a new level, and uh, I'm I'm happy to play with him. What in particular is he good at? Based on, I mean, you played you've you've thrown her some really good ones, Jared, in your career. Yeah. What do you got on that front? Uh, I, you know, I think his toughness is is kind of the 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 main thing that makes him you know so great. Is he's not afraid to go over the middle. He's not afraid to catch a ball in traffic. Um, he's not afraid to finish a run when the ball's in his hands. Um, and then he's extremely smart. He's extremely um, well versed in, in what defenses are trying to do, and 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 understands coverage and is, understands voids and um, understands space and leverage and that that whole thing. So it makes it you know re- you know really easy to throw to when he's that way and. Um, and then obviously all the skill stuff, he's, he's incredible at his route running, his hands, all that stuff is, is really, you know, elite for a receiver. And, um, he, yeah, he's, he's a lot of fun, man. Before I let you go, Jared, I, I want to go a little macro here, uh, with you. Cause you, you would have some unique perspective here on the development of a quarterback in the NFL. Again, you're in your eighth season right now and you're playing terrifically and you have been for a while and you have been previously as well. But, you know, you're a first overall selection and a lot is expected of somebody who's chosen that way or third round or anybody, right, in the NFL. And you're seeing a, a, a division mate of yours right now, Jordan Love in Green Bay, you know, just six games in. Folks are wondering, is he the right guy? You know, things of that nature. What, what, do, you, what do you say about the development of a quarterback and patience that is required, Jared? Yeah, it's uh, it's a it's obviously a hot topic, but um, it's not you know it's not necessarily fair to a lot of these guys um, to make a decision on them within sixteen or twenty five games, um, and it certainly wasn't that way fifteen years ago. You know, maybe twenty years ago, or you know, a decade ago, where 
guys got three or four years. They got their rookie contract to kind of figure it out. And nowadays you're seeing guys get replaced after two, you know, even after a year and a half, you know, even even less than that if they get injured or certain things happen. And, um, you know, it's it's the world we live in. It's the NFL world we live in. A lot of it's uh, people like your fault, Rich, who tend to put a lot of, you know, uh, undue pressure on, on some of these young guys. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's unfortunate, but, uh, you know, it, you, you wish the best for them. And, you know, the cream t- typically always rises to the top no matter how long it takes. But, um, yeah, unfortunately, some of these young guys don't get uh, as much time as, as some of these guys used to get. Well, I've got to push back, Jared. You know I have to push back. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's my profession, but I don't know if it's me. That's why I'm, that's uh, why I'm you know. asking you. In, in, in all seriousness, what, so what's the number that you think would – a, a quarterback coming out of college, whether it's drafted like you first overall or or anywhere. But what's the proper number do you think to evaluate think, a quarterback would be? Personally I think it's three years. I think you gotta give them three years and you gotta be patient. You gotta make you know, know that the first two might not go your way and it might not be fun and they're learning and they're they're figuring things out. But um if you're making that investment in a young guy, um wait wait three years and then make your decision. And if it doesn't work after three years then so be it. But um, you know, the, pl- the plug's getting pulled on a lot of these guys after one or two or, or even less than that when they're when they're getting hurt, right? Um, it, which isn't fair. And unfortunately, some of the guys uh, have a coordinator switch or a coaching switch or a general manager switch sure. or things of that sure. nature. You know, and that that sure. like I I, I proffer to say that did actually help you. I remember Todd Gurley referred to the offense you were first playing in as a high school offense, right? And then Sean McVay comes in and and that changes things a little bit. And now, obviously, you are where you are. And, and and sometimes it takes that much time. That's that's why I wanted to ask yeah. you. You know, yeah, it does. And you know, I was I was lucky to to have a good, a good coach come in and um, you know put a good offense together for us. But yeah, some guys aren't. And uh, you know, it's 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 unfortunate. It's it's a lot of it's luck, a lot of it's um, opportunity. And um, yeah, you you hope they all get it, but you know, unfortunately, they don't. All right, Jared. Good chatting with you. Appreciate it. Uh, last one for you before I let you go. Uh, are you used to now being an ACC quarterback, Jared? You used to that now? No, I know not yet. I have, I have, I need to go get the ACC network on my TV here pretty soon. Yeah, uh, and, and, and catch up on. I don't even know who's in the ACC. To be honest with you. I out well, I mean, new, who our new conference rivals are? You no, know, just watch basketball. You can figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, right, it's right. Cal. Those Cal Duke games, man. Uh, right now, it's like you know debate class in a way for those two schools, but that's coming. Cal versus Duke. Yeah, Cal, Cal, Cal Duke in Cameron. Big upset coming soon. All right, Jared. That's it. Way to put it out there. Uh, thanks for the time. Um, appreciate it. Have a good Monday night football contest, and we'll we'll chat again soon. Appreciate it. All right, Rich. Thank you. You got it. That's Jared Goff. Always enjoy talking to him, even though he takes shots at me broadly right here on the Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> that was fun right there with him. You've got to be nicer to these young players, Rich. Nice. Let me just say this one thing um, before we throw it a break, based on that conversation with, with Goff. You know, it was, uh, you know, an interesting exchange there. He, because th- he's the perfect guy to ask, first overall pick, he gets thrown in for his first start after the Rams fire Jeff Fisher. Mm-hmm. Bones Fossil who was the interim head coach, puts him in against the Seahawks on a Thursday night. We were there for that game. He got his ass beat. Oh, up and down. Yep. And then Goff starts getting his sea legs under him with McVay the next year. And then obviously something happened with him and the Rams and McVay where they were like, okay, 
Let's try Stafford on for size. And once he gets thrown to Detroit, everyone thinks, well, that's the end of Jared Goff's career. If McVay doesn't want him, then how can he succeed in Detroit and look at him? Year eight, perfect guy to ask. How long does a quarterback need in the NFL to prove himself when he's not, you know, like Mahomes or Josh Allen or comes straight out of the box and starts hitting you with his game? He said three years. Three years. 51 games. And for that number, I will throw that number in the direction of Green Bay, Wisconsin. Because guess what? Jordan Love needs time. I know I know this is difficult for some Packers fans to compute because, you know, when you got a Hall of Fame quarterback, he gets replaced by a Hall of Fame quarterback who looks like a Hall of Fame quarterback from jump. Again, I remember the night Aaron Rodgers came in for an injured Favre against Dallas on NFL Network on a Saturday night. And as soon as Rodgers started throwing the football, all of us in the end zone were like, oh, gosh, okay, kid from Cal. I got it. I mean, it was apparent from jump. And then we all know what Rodgers did and then became and still is. Jordan Love is just like many other quarterbacks coming out of college and those who might even sit and wait. It's going to take some time. That interception he threw to end the game in Denver, just take a look at the oh, – again, I'm not an all-22 guy. Just take a look at the re, the the video of it, the, the the clips and things of that nature. He's got options. He just forced it down the field. And these things happen. Just like I told Chris Brockman when Brady left the Patriots officially the day after he signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And – I said to, to him, welcome to the rest of us. <laughs> the same way I felt when Mariano Rivera retired. I'm like, wait a minute. There's going to be some times when the Yankees have a lead in the ninth and they don't win? <laughs> really? Oh. <laughs> and then I said the same thing to Giants fans, too. You know, I know Eli didn't sometimes light it up or have the resume of his brother but the guy's a stone-cold winner when it came time to it. And now, welcome to the rest of us with Daniel Jones and everything else years in. Hey, Green Bay fans, welcome to the rest of us. And it's a young team. The receivers are young. So even if sometimes, you know, love gets it right and the protection up front is right, the routes might not be run properly. And sometimes the routes will get run pro- Not to go full Jerry Judy on you here, but I mean, you know, Sometimes the routes are run properly and the protection doesn't work. Or sometimes the routes are run properly and the protection does work and Love makes the wrong decision. Sometimes you're running back. Aaron Jones is out. I think he got the right coach. Clearly the guy who shops for the groceries has a, a plan. You know, clearly Gutekunst knows the plan and knows how to go about it. Am I... Am I Am I telling Packers fans to R-E-L-A-X? Mm-hmm. So what I'm doing right now, I guess. And, and, I, and I know some don't need it, to be honest with you. I think some understand the way of the world is Jordan Love, so far, is going to play up and down. He's going to have a good game, and then he's not. And then he's going to have some bad games, and then the rest of the team is just going to flounder. I think I believe you also got the right coach. I think he's dynamite. So, again, Jared Goff just said, 
three years you should give a quarterback. Three years. And the neat thing is, LaFleur is not going anywhere. The GM's not going anywhere. And, you know, the owner of the team, uh, can you take uh, can you take the camera of Del Tufo? There's your owner right there. There's one of them. How many shares do you have, Mike? How many shares do you have? I had two. I now have one because okay. I gave one away. All right. So your influence is waning. Ah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the way it works right there. Mark Murphy's just like, oh, I'll, yeah, okay. What are the fans are just going to start going crazy? Where the owner's going to make a rash move? No, there's that's that's the structure. It's the only structure like it. So I just found that interesting coming off of what Goff just had to say. Three years is what you should give a quarterback. And sometimes, as I told Goff, you know, sometimes the three years, there's a coaching change, there's a GM change. At least he had one that helped him, you know, back in LA. When he went from a high school offense to a McVeigh offense, to use Todd Gurley's phraseology. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We'll set up hour two. Todd Blackledge on college football and everything going on with my alma mater and obviously his. Big Ten action, SEC action. And then Joe Thomas on the brotherly shove. He's got an idea how to stop it. That's coming up on this program and your phone calls too. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Game time. Everybody should get the Game Time app. It's a dynamite app. We use it to get tickets for everything here in this area and outside of this area as well. Sports, music, comedy, theater events near you. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. You can have uh, an opportunity with this app to see the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive all in prices show your total upfront so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. You buy tickets in seconds with two taps. We all have an account. You should do exactly what we're doing, which is using this. However, sorry guys, you just get the the app. Anybody right now that downloads the Game Time app and creates an account, use the code Rich for twenty dollars off oh. your first purchase. Restrictions apply. Visit GameTime.co for terms. Again, create an account. Redeem my code R-I-C-H for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I guess also if you're uh, potentially uh, flouting the the rules uh, and trying to get tickets around the Big Ten to (laughs) scout opponents, that might be your choice because you could see the view from your seats. And according to ESPN, this fella, Connor Stallions. This fella. I mean, I don't know who he is. I'm getting texts from all my Ohio State <laughs> friends saying, here's video, here's video of him going up to Jesse Minter, the defensive coordinator in the first series at Ohio State last year. And they're changing plays and everybody's they're 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 changing plays on the fly as, you know, CJ Stroud is looking at his sideline to change their plays and all that. And they're going crazy. And so hey, something must be up. Don't you play poker with him? Again, no, I, dude, I don't even, honestly, I will just, again, let me just say this. So everybody from the cheap seats, here's this. If Michigan did something wrong and they are found to have done something illegal, they should be punished for it. Period. End of story. Because speaking on behalf of me and everybody else I know that's a Wolverine fan, Many of us are like, really, did we really need to steal Nebraska's signs? I know I see Will Compton going crazy on his trophy. Will, Will, get out of here. Do we really need to steal your signs? Like what, Iowa's signs? Wait, that, that tweet was somebody said they should be punished by OSHA for stealing Iowa's signs as opposed to the NCAA. 
But if they did something wrong, and again, you know, you read, you read, you read the bylaws, and it's like if it's if it's somebody sitting in the seat shooting a video that has nothing to do with your program, then you know you you can kind of thread a needle, whether it's legal or not. But in the spirit of the intention of why this is out there, it's wrong, and it just drives me nuts because it makes everything that Michigan has accomplished over the last two years have a cloud over it. So Michigan has no choice but to go from here on out and beat the tar out of everybody. And just like I said the other day, Hans Gruber hit it again, Kylo Ren, more, more. Do it, because this guy's out. He's not there anymore. So whatever was supposedly helping them out or giving him a leg up or whatever was happening ain't happening now. So we'll see what happens. They're on a bye week this week. And Todd Blackledge is joining me. I just wanted to say one more time, if they did something wrong, then they should be punished for it. Although I don't believe the punishers in the NCAA is really on the up and up themselves either. I don't think I'm, uh, I'm an outlier on that as well. Just wanted to say that. What? So you're saying if you want I'm, those tickets to take the video. Well, no, no, I'm just saying, no, uh, you know, there's, there's, ways to, there's ways to go about place it. To go. And, uh, I don't know. You tell me, could, uh, uh, can a camera phone already, can, can you use that from like row 30 and, to, and see what you're supposed to say? I think some of the newer phones, the Zoom is pretty good. But I mean, I have no idea. I'm, I'm zooming in on Brockman right now and I see what he's writing. You got to go? Yeah, you're not allowed to do that. How many fingers am I holding? You're not allowed to do that. Uh, you're not allowed to, guys, you're not allowed to do it. Three. Just stop it. I just use my Apple Watch. I'm good. <laughs> this guy over there. <laughs> Mike Tracy over there. And bang on trash cans or something. <laughs> Rich, just be better at cheating. Don't get caught. No. <laughs> Let me write man, that down. You would know. Says the Pats be man. He's better the best at cheating. You're going to tell that to Cage no. one day? You're going to tell that to Cage one day? Because um, Cooper is asking what's going on, and I'm telling him. I'm just flat out telling him this is what they're being accused of, hap- of, of happening. And if they did something wrong, we should be punished for it. I and mean, this is not right. And it stinks that these, I mean, J.J. McCarthy, just look at his physical skill set. He personally, with his physical skill set, carved up Michigan State. You know? And, and, and clearly, we were in Michigan State's head as they were running in plays like it was Newt Rockney back in the day. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So. That, I mean, just football, man. Like, shouldn't be so serious. <laughs> well, it's serious because everybody yeah. hates Harbaugh. That's not a Michigan fan. And all these Ohio State fans, we had to know. Had to be something that we couldn't beat you. Had to be more than just, you know, being worse. As if, you know, oh, wait a minute. Stallions is telling Jesse Minter to change the play. What happened when Donovan Edwards ran for two touchdowns, 80 yards each time? That men. Come on. Anyway, Todd Blackledge is going to join us and Joe Thomas on the Brotherly Shove coming up. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish Syracuse would cheat a little bit more. Oh, you stop it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, and I'm hearing, like, I guess, did you, have, did you not have tickets to see Georgia? Yeah, but let me just tell you something about Michigan versus Georgia. We could have had a sign 
from Kirby Smart saying, we're going to run the ball wouldn't like matter. that. Wouldn't matter. And we couldn't have stopped it. Yeah, wouldn't matter. Kirby's like, honestly, Stetson Bennett before a snap in that game that night could have basically stopped, gotten your grease board that you got to your right right there, and drawn up the schematic of the play he was about to run. And Michigan couldn't have stopped it. Well, that's not good. Well, they were the, I fully admit, Georgia was the way better team. And they had eight, we had, we, like I playing, Michigan had Aiden Hutchinson on it. And they had a lot of talented players. Come on now. So, man, and, and, and I could, what? We didn't know TCU could maybe make the, the national champ, national semifinal. So we didn't have anybody against their their we we didn't send no, no scouting no, no, no there was no, no there was tickets. no tickets, no to, tickets. to see the Kansas State the <laughs> Kansas State TCU. snapped them all up <laughs> yeah, that's right TCU they snapped them up with their frog horns and stuff <laughs> maybe they the dude's phone ran out of battery this is still oh, in that's my true. Maybe yeah, it didn't have a this charger. is still in my head this whole move phone. right didn't here Coop's like what are they doing Dad and I'm like I don't know man scoring touchdowns that's what they were doing. <laughs> Hey, Todd, it's Rich. Hey, Rich, how you doing? I'm fine. I don't know if you just heard my my final oh, segment. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. How do from, uh, well, we'll talk about this on the air. Am I wrong? Like Kirby Smart could have held up a sign saying we're going to run <laughs> and Michigan couldn't have stopped it that night. You know what I mean? Yeah, not, not that night. No. That, that was a little, little bit of a mismatch. I know. <laughs> oh, well, who's that in the background? Who do we have there? No, I, I got it. Hang on. Let me go put this dog away. Hang on. Just like, wait, I wish we could have put the dogs away that night against Georgia. Hey. Oh boy! Oh, look at the camera work. What's happening? It's very. That was very dramatic. He's got one of those auto follow deals. Yeah! Wow. Neat technology, man. Camera's following you around. That's impressive. Thanks again, Todd, for doing this. Appreciate it. Pleasure.